0: You're listening to the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Mike Fernino, and this is the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. Today on the podcast, we're interviewing with DJ David Sporn. Dave is a very talented and gifted performer in his market, offering everything from weddings, mitzvahs, to large-scale events, performing for thousands. David is also in that prime 30-ish millennial generation and has often been outspoken regarding DJs who are still stuck in the past, offering the same level of service as they did back in the 90s. We hit on many different things and topics, In this interview, including how to sell, perform, and entertain for people in the 25 to 38-year-old age range. So let's get into the mind of a millennial here today on the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. He's recording officially, so now you got to be good. No swearing, David. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, Dad. All right, Oh, Oh, that's a good way to get this started. I'm Mike Ferdino. You're listening to the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network on DJ Idea Sharing. We're also live on Zoom today. We're sort of live. And we are, uh, we're doing a little interview here with Mr. David Sporn from North Carolina. How are you, David?
1: I'm actually from Richmond, Virginia, but you know, it's all good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, bro?
0: Is, Is that where you are, Richmond, Virginia?
1: Richmond, yeah. So I, uh, let me adjust this real quick. I managed a nightclub in Chapel Hill, North Carolina uh, for okay. a year. And for a while, I was bouncing back and forth, uh, sometimes multiple times a week between states. Uh, so, yeah, some places, like, you know, I'm still, like, from North Carolina. And some places, I'm still from Virginia. So, it's all good. Okay. It's, like, no shame whatsoever.
0: So, a little bit about David. David is a uh, a very successful club nightclub uh a dj a promoter and also a mobile dj doing all kinds of special events weddings and whatnot and uh, that's really what we're going to focus on today and we're going to talk about is um it being that you are a millennial you are officially <laughs> in that category and you are also infamous at this point for a little topic that uh, <laughs> that you had brought up in at, at a dj convention uh in uh pennsylvania and i had, it was rippling through the community. I was like, all these guys are talking about David Sporn. They're like, <laughs> all like this guy got up and he just started talking about this very controversial subject and whatnot. So it has completely inflamed my uh, inquisitive nature and I'd like to really dive into it today. So we're going to talk with a millennial about millennials themselves and why old guys like me really need to change our ways as far as how we market to them, how we talk with them, how we think about everything, and why people are going into barns now to have weddings and, <laughs> yeah. and playing cornhole and doing all these different – it's not the same old get-up-and-do-line-dance kind of wedding thing. So, Dave? Yeah, bud. The floor is yours, uh, man.
1: Man, so uh, kind of where to begin. So uh, first I'd like to say that like we're, we're talking about generations right now. The millennials, are the, that's the crowd you're dealing with immediately. That's your 26 to almost 40 range, uh, you know, I'll say. You maybe we might be able to go a little bit higher in the 20s. The kids that are eating the Tide Pods that everyone was freaking out about, that's the next generation. That's the kids that are going through prom and graduation and are, like, freshmen in college right now. So I just want to, like, make the difference in that, just like uh, people want to make the difference between Gen X and Boomer, uh, you know, just to know kind of where – uh, you know, things are so, uh, yeah, the whole millennial thing, like we see things differently. We've kind of had, we've had some different experiences, um, and weddings themselves, you know, uh, have changed. If you look at just, you know, you were talking about marketing for uh, for a second, uh, look at marketing pre-internet and post-internet. I mean, dog cat's still posting like ads in yellow pages. Like, no, you know, like, so now it's like, you're thinking about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok tiktok's a huge one um you know and that's definitely huge in like if you're working in the school dance market those kids are looking at and listening to the songs that are on that app not necessarily the dj intelligence top 200 that's that's actually going to hurt you more than it's going to help you um just because that's that's not what these kids are listening to they're not listening to Eyes, Eyes, baby like they stopped caring about ed sheeran two years ago um nothing against ed ed makes some great music he's a hell of a performer uh so you know and then a lot of the traditional stuff, you know, uh, you know, Mike, you guys as mobile DJs in the nineties, you guys made some money you guys definitely, you know, cr- were crushing the game. But some of that stuff kind of got really forced down our throats, uh, and really at an early age, you know, a lot of the costume changes and all right, ladies and gentlemen, up next we've got, and it's like the, the sticky cheesy, uh, you know, it's, we, we've done enough line dances we've done enough mitzvah games we've done enough of the are you, are, everything are you, are you trying to say you have a problem with the chicken dance David I, I am saying I've, I've I didn't like the chicken dance when I was a kid all right <laughs> let me tell you like the chicken dance would come on and I'd be like dude what is the, come on bro <laughs> you know even even as a little kid uh I was thinking that you know now some of the other stuff you know like the electric slide oh all right I'll do this with Aunt Rosie Aunt Rosie knows the electric slide but the chicken dance my god come on and you know So, uh, you know, things have changed and, you know, but some DJs haven't, so to speak, in kind of how they do it. And they're sticking with the exact same formulas they did in late 90s, early 2000s. Some of them are wearing the same thing and we can get into what to wear and what not to wear. Let's highlight that
0: very quickly. Uh, You're talking about, so what you're referencing is a DJ who comes out and wants to do do line dances might be doing a lot of the same old shtick that they were doing in the nineties, the same old button cover and the tuxedo and the vest and everything. That's what you're referencing basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, Yeah. That very much that where they're less a DJ and more, you know, entertainer in quotes, you know, and uh, like we, in branding, you were talking about again, going back to marketing in branding. I see a lot of old DJ or older. I'm not saying old, I'm not calling anyone old.
0: Careful. Uh, Careful.
1: Just, you know, guys that are older than myself that use a 45 adapter in their branding, they aren't even playing on turntables or playing records and but they're using the 45 adapter and a lot of people nowadays you know like uh, you know some of my friends are into wax and buying records but they don't know what a 45 adapter is so in in 10 years you want to see a t-shirt with a usb plug on it i mean it's the same kind of thing it just it makes it look dated and there's almost a continuity error if a dude's playing on a tiny little controller in an ipad and they've got 45 adapters on like all of their branding stuff and they've got a super 55 in front of it. Hold on, that's a turntable related thing. It's you're just using it cuz it's almost a cool symbol uh at that point not be and it's like a cool symbol related to like what you're doing. And we've talked about this and you feel that the
0: modern wedding DJ now is more of the showman in regard to the equipment, the turntable style, the mixing, the rock star DJ versus the, uh, the classic uh, wedding MC DJ, interactive line dance
1: guy from the 90s, right? Well, a little bit of both, you know, uh, you know, I've talked with Randy uh, Bartlett about this multiple times and, and I do agree, we, we agree on actually more than we disagree on. You know, keeping the formal parts formal and the fun parts fun. But if someone's, you know, paid $1,000 to go to Ultra, go see a Vici, and then you're doing the chicken dance and they're paying, you wanna get two grand for that? Oh, hold on, like, time out. And, like, yes, I understand about this, the value in selling yourself as a master of ceremonies and how important that really is because you're guiding, you know, the room. But then when the dance party starts, you gotta be able to bring the heat too. Because everyone's been to a bar, they've seen open format DJs crush it. They've seen, you know, big name talent. They've also seen, you know, Avicii, Martin Garrix, et cetera, et cetera. They've been on the radio. DJ Snake, you know, Dylan Francis. Everyone's heard "Get Low," seen Diplo in something, you know, that Diplo does. I mean, even Justin Bieber did a song with Diplo and Skrillex. The modern, you know, bride, high schooler. If you're doing like proms and you know, homecomings and stuff, they know what DJs do. They've seen DJs like big scale doing doing these things. Marshmallow, I mean, perfect example. You know, he played a virtual festival in Fortnite and had 20 million people watching. 20 million. Million. Think about that versus any other DJ, like, live stream right now. No one's hitting numbers like that, not inside of a video game. We're lucky if we get 20. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, people don't even understand how hard it is to, to really gather, get these numbers. And the land grab for a while that social media really was so that's like another place so like when Facebook first came out you could add a million people to your page and really crank your numbers uh, up and then when they started you know cutting back on how much people would see your stuff if you weren't paying for ads you know so then it became tougher and tougher then Instagram came out and then Snapchat came out and like now TikTok's come out and we had Vine for a while so like if you can jump on the new social media platform when it first comes out and you can jump on that land grab now you have power because you got an advertising power sense.
0: Well, let's talk advertising for a second. You mentioned TikTok. Now I went, I'm not on TikTok yet. I did get the app yeah. and I looked at it and I saw just a bunch of videos that made no sense to me, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm look, it just seemed like mindless, like waste of time. Uh, of course, yeah, I'm, I'm the same guy that surfs uh, Instagram all the time. And I'm probably behind the times with that, too. Let's let's talk weddings. Let's talk the modern bride and groom or uh, mitzvahs as well. Uh, obviously, okay. diff- different demographic. Different yeah. demographic. Let's take school dances, younger kids, mitzvahs, right? And then let's talk uh, the 25 to 35-year-old for wedding. What are the platforms that are best?
1: Where are you getting leads, and how are you turning them into booking? First off, with like school dance uh, stuff, the the social media platforms like TikTok and things, I haven't seen any a 0% like ROI in the effort I put out on something like TikTok um, or, you know, it, like that to to gather anything but what i have been able to pick up on is the music and what these kids are vibing with what's what's working because and i've seen it in the the djis facebook page you know people will be like oh what's the hype song to play for like a bunch of high schoolers and it's not necessarily what's on the radio but the the song from the video that 14 million of them have looked at on this stupid app now Instagram's great. I've picked up a few weddings from Instagram, um, but it's never been from like your typical cheesy, like the diamond ring in the champagne glass, like photo. Uh, It's always just like a hype, like shot from like the dance part and people are like, yo, Dave, I didn't know you did weddings. And then like we get talked. The one that's actually (laughs) had a crazy ROI for me and I'm not even on it is Reddit. Reddit communities are super, super, super tight. And like, they'll talk to each other and get to know each other. And it's, you know, they call themselves the front page of the internet. Well, I've already picked up just this season, two weddings off of this, uh, this like website, you know, they also have an app that I'm not even on and posting on compared to how, uh, how much does wedding wire cost? A lot. TikTok is free. Instagram is free. Now you can put money into it. Don't get me wrong. You can, and like, you can definitely get some attention from paid Instagram or Facebook or whatever ads you can, you know, and it's, it's a consistency thing. You can't just do it once and expect to get eight leads because you, you know, put $50 into one ad. But as you keep that ball rolling, it, yeah, you get, you get definite, definite numbers back because it's, it's about a growth thing, not, you know, a one-time uh, deal. Like uh, people trying to do like with overnight ads uh, on the radio for a club, it does not work that way uh, with uh, social media.
0: Okay, now let's talk performance. So, at your events, you find that mixing is not just important, it's a must,
1: correct? I mean, they don't ask you if you know how to set up your equipment, do they? Uh, I I haven't had that in a long time, no. So, exactly. You a DJ. Do DJ things. Why did we get into this
0: industry? We got into it for the music, right? I think most people get in for the music. I, I don't know very few That get into it because they want to be at a microphone in front of 400 strangers. That's what I'm talking
1: about right there. Exactly. All right. So we DJs. All right. We're in it because of the music. All right. We can all count to four. Right. So, you know, you can at least, you know, if this is at this BPM and this is at this BPM and like, you, you, it'll even tell you the damn key. You can be like, Hmm. You know, if I got this song and I got this song and the crowd's vibing with this, Hey, instead of like taking a pause and being like, all right, so guys, that was just, blah, blah, blah song by blah, blah, blah artists that came out in 1985. Like, this isn't Casey Kasem on the radio. And then you can just take it and seamlessly go from one to the other without any type of pause. It will keep people there longer. And if you're going from one genre to another genre, if you can do it smoothly, you will uh, you have a higher chance of retaining people. Uh, I'll use an example, perfect example, just from a Croatian wedding I did a few years ago. Now, they have uh, some like Croatian folk Songs that they play at weddings—it's very similar to like uh, dancing the hora to Nagila, uh if you're Jewish. It's it's literally the same kind of like circle dance routine, just without the lifting on the chairs. Well, I was playing, uh, let me clear my throat, right? And it got to the part where it goes freeze. So all the American friends are on the dance floor doing that, and then I like the second it goes to freeze, I cut straight from that into the Croatian folk dance, and then everyone's out on the dance floor now granted that was a hard cut and it was a quote offbeat mix but instead of like just playing out the song and then playing the next song i would have lost half the crowd but because it was such a a quick change it made it easier and i've i found with a lot of mixing and blending and then honestly the the one that's a real lifesaver for me is like if i'm if i'm put on a song and it's like something's really not working and like i thought it was gonna be a home run it was on the bride and groom's list. And it's just not working. I can just take it, do a little scratching, right when like I think is like the right point, and then go into something totally different, and then bring them back. Because once they start hearing the cuts, and you're you bring down the the fader of what was playing, now they're just paying attention to the scratching you were doing. And and it's it's almost like you've uh, cleansed your palate. Yeah, if you're gonna be DJing, you should be you should be DJing. And it's the other thing is it's fun. Why don't you want to have fun? I'm not saying you need to go with Red Bull three style. But you can have some swag. Revel 3 Style, I see you're giving me a look. It's an open format DJ battle.
0: Oh, I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at myself oh. and admiring myself. In the... No, anyway. Oh.
1: Uh, anyway. You look good. I, I, I appreciate um... the RE20 you're using. It's a nice microphone. That's like the radio
0: microphone. I, I can't take credit for it. It's Ben Stowe's. He's he's let me use his personal
1: microphone. So Ooh. Yes. you know Rush Rush Limbaugh has a gold plated one of those. Oh, I I believe it. I do. It's, I, it's, like, yeah, me too. Like I'm a little jealous. Like that's about it. You know, it's a, but it's like, a very it's a very sweet microphone. I may not give it back. <laughs> yeah, right. <It's, laughs> you may it's, not give it like, back. It's the the radio microphone. I mean, Fraser used this the same one.
0: It, it is the standard. So I was going to ask you this. So is it fair to say that uh, regarding the millennial thought process compared to, let's say, Generation X, like I am, less is more. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say less is more?
1: Yes. Yes. And and part of that is because, like, at, at a wedding, nowadays people, you know, because and we've seen this in the past where there's so many different things going on. The bride and groom don't have a ton of time to really hang out and spend with their friends because they're getting dragged to pictures. And then they got to go. Do this, and they got to do this, and they got to go see Aunt Rosie before Aunt Rosie got to leave. And then they got to do the shoe game, and they got to do the garter toss, and they got to do a bouquet toss. And they're sitting down during toasts. What if they just wanted to dance and have a couple of drinks with their friends?
0: Right, which is why First Look uh, is, is quite popular now, I think, is brilliant because I mean, we're talking back in the day before you were born. I don't want to date myself here. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember weddings in the 80s when I was a kid and I was first getting into things. The bride and groom would hide in their little back room. They weren't allowed to come out. The, the caterer would say, okay, you go in here, here's some hors d'oeuvres, stay in here for an hour, let your guests have order, uh, cocktails, and then uh, the DJ will introduce you. It, it makes no sense. It made no sense then, it makes no sense now. So they do the first look, and they could spend so much more time with their guests and their family and friends. It just seems like less is so much more today mm-hmm. with our couples. Explain cornhole, and explain long games, and I, talk about I, I, it. Let's talk about barns and what's going on with all that.
1: What's going on? All right, on? so the barn thing, I don't understand. I've never understood that. Like, why are you going to spend five grand on a gorgeous dress to get hot and sweaty in a, in a place with like sometimes a dirt floor? I like, I've, I, all right, so I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I, I don't get that. <laughs> I blame t- Pinterest and like the Kardashians or something. I that I, I legitimately could not tell you. Other than the fact that maybe when it first started, barns were cheaper than getting you know a fancy hotel. You know maybe people were tired of the played out super swanky hotel and black tie and you know Frank Sinatra for cocktail hour. Maybe it's because people were you know a little tired of that. And I mean I saw a lot of that as a kid, so I don't know if that's necessarily what I want when my wedding one day happens. But that's a we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Now like the bistro lighting, I that makes sense because it's a simple look, it's a classic look, and it's a warm like oh, you know, warm yellow lights or warm, warm white lighting, as they talked about at the Chauvet Expo. Not cool white lighting. So people look tan. People look a little bit better, actually. And it looks good in photos. They look good in photos. Uh, if you've seen some white up lights, they can look really, really cold. Real 5K white lighting. And that shows everything. You know, if you look at yourself in a bathroom mirror under bright fluorescent lights, like white, white lights versus just which you would use in your bistro lighting, you're able to see a lot more than you you d- didn't necessarily want to see. So it looks good for pictures uh, and people look better. And that's half the thing. That's why a lot of people are bringing videographers to weddings is because yeah, they want that video to show off to their friends. You know, show how hype it was, how cool it was, all the different stuff that they had. They had the food truck with the ice cream or whatever. They did the sparkler exit. They want to see all that. People are getting drone video of their weddings these days because it's yeah. like the same thing. They want, it, they want to show it off. It's, it, you know, they're spending that much. You know, might as well have a cool video to show afterwards. Make people jealous. Give uh, people that RSVP'd know a little bit of uh, FOMO. But the lawn games, it's, it's relaxing. It's fun. I mean, if you're already there for cocktail hour, you can throw some bags and play a little game it's just it's fun it's simple and you know it's you you don't have to be an athlete or know how to do the dance routine or you know if you don't know how to do the electric slide like it's not a big deal you can you know it's not that hard to play jenga you can kind of figure it out and if you lose everyone knows you just lost so that's kind of fun you know a lot of bars uh will have cornhole at it these days there's cornhole tournaments you know bocce is kind of getting up to that level uh, two people are playing bocce but you, you at the same time I can say like why did people used to play shuffleboard on a cruise ship yep. it's it's that's it's the same same thing and like
0: and let's jump off uh, weddings go to mitzvahs very quickly are you seeing what are you seeing are you seeing furniture rental furniture lighted furniture arcade games pac-man asteroids what are you seeing in uh, in your area
1: it's that's kind of a tough one for me i I grew up uh Jewish I had my own uh mitzvah uh I've DJed a million. I grew up and went to a million. The difficult thing actually I'm seeing is there's a lot less mitzvahs than there used to be. Uh, I know you're up in Connecticut and uh, there's, you know, you got like New York and New Jersey uh, right there. In Virginia, uh, and some of this is I can put to blame on how the Jewish community has handled certain things, there's just less kids getting uh, bar and bat mitzvah. Now what I am noticing is it's going either one of two ways when they do. It's either no frills, let's do this in the basement of the show, you know, daytime, just in and out. Okay, that was that was fun. Or they're dropping a ton of money and they want everything. They want the pipe and drape, they want the gobos, they want the nacho cheese fountain. Not as much light up furniture. I saw that a lot about, you know, 5 5 years ago or so. I used to see that a whole lot. Nowadays, you know, it's you know, the the bot mitzvahs, they're really focusing more on the, the dance party part with the bar mitzvahs because boys are savages and we're all kind of nuts at that age. I mean, let's be honest, you were 13 once too. You know, we're all nuts. They got to find something to, to keep them busy and keep them entertained. So, yeah, we're still doing some of the mitzvah games. Coke and Pepsi still doing well. It's been doing well since before I had my bar mitzvah. So, you know, if I'm 30 now, you can do the math let's see, what other trends are uh, big? Videos, like actual videos, not like the slideshow with all the family pictures, you know what I'm talking about, but like a produced video before the event. Uh, One of them that's been, I've been noticing is there's this new app, shoot, let me. I'm gonna have to find it and get it to you, but for like 50 to 80 to like $200, you can get your favorite celebrity to do like a selfie video and be like, yo, it's, insert here from insert show that you love wishing blah 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 happy bar mitzvah and they'll send me the video and we'll play that on the screen i've done a few of those between whether it be an athlete or uh actually some broadway actors for one of the mitzvahs i did so like that's a thing we're starting to still seeing some like mascots showing up at mitzvahs uh my little cousin had the carolina panthers mascot i've seen the virginia tech hokey bird at one the jmu mascot was at one so i'm seeing some stuff like that i'm seeing less and less decorators uh, more and more people kind of going diy on making decorations versus hiring a decorator and the, the less candle lighting during uh with the cake um noticing that less and far less than i used to it used to be every single one no matter what they did the candle lighting with the cake and now it's okay and same same we'll jump back to weddings we're seeing less and less cake cutting right yeah i'm seeing it well because not everyone's getting cakes Mm -hmm. that's i've seen donuts i've seen cupcakes i've seen gluten-free i have whatever yeah i've seen a lot of the
0: donut thing a whole donut display with every donut in Mm -hmm. the world
1: yep yeah yeah that's that's pretty popular so yeah yeah that's you know I'm, i'm noticing a lot of that but yeah less cake cutting less traditional big pretty uh wedding cake one of the things people in my area, you're trying to get into is the cake mapping, but that hasn't really taken off too much. Oh, this market, you, just because it's expensive to do. You got to come to the lighting symposium, and we got a guy Donnie Lewis that'll
0: teach you all about that. He's the man. But uh, that's another story for another time. Okay, you're a millennial. You don't uh, call me anymore. Explain it. We, I just did a uh, whole thing about offices and why I don't even know if having an office is uh, viable anymore because the millennial client doesn't seem to want to come out and do the face-to-face meetings. And now after this uh, COVID-19 situation, you wonder if people are going to be even more recluse as far as meeting face-to-face. What do you think? Why do millennials not actually use their phone to
1: talk? All right. So this is, a, this is actually an example I've used a few times. So I have a boss that's a Gen X guy, very similar to your uh, yourself. And I sent him a text message in the morning when I got up about me picking up a paycheck from him, right? And I know it went to his phone. I know it went to his Apple Watch that he was wearing at the time. <laughs> And I was like, yo, Gary, did you, uh, did you bring my check? And he was like, oh, no. I'm like, dude, I sent you a text. I knew it went to your phone. I knew it went to your watch. He's like, why didn't you call me? Well, because at that time it was 7.30 in the morning and we weren't hitting the road until 10. I didn't want to either A, wake you up or B, interrupt something that you might be doing at 7.30 in the morning before we hit the road. And you know, I don't want to be that guy. You could be doing something. I don't want to bother you. But when you get up, you can see the message on your phone that I sent you. And you don't have to say anything. You don't have to call like... If you need an address for somewhere, right? Are you gonna call someone so then they can tell it to you and then you write it down and you read it back to them or they send you one text message, you press A button and it's already in your GPS. I'm I'm just saying like, so if you now, if you have to go to your office during this COVID-19 thing, now you gotta go to your office, first you gotta leave your house and drive to the office, potentially infect and disinfect all of these things along the way, just so you can like answer your office phone to call a bride that might be in the middle of something else when you could just send a text message f- from your couch and your PJs watching whatever on TV. It's funny you mentioned that because a lot of the advertising has been going that way. Like what's that Carvana?
0: Uh, they talk about uh, buying a car uh, on your couch in your pajamas uh, with your phone. Yeah.
1: Why not? If you, if you know what you want, you've already test driven it somewhere else and they've got a better deal and they'll just bring it to your house. Well, why do you got to spend an extra three grand at the dealership? Okay. Would you consider,
0: uh, I've heard this a lot. I've been told by many people, uh, the Gen X people who say, call me, call me, call me. The best possible way to market to your prospective client is their way. Would you pretty much agree with people getting annoyed when someone tries to get them to conform over to their way of communication? The person who's doing the sales, the DJ, they're best off conforming to their client's way communication right
1: yeah they're the ones you're trying to get to pay you right so if the best way for you to talk to them is via text message like they might be a doctor right now in a hospital trying to talk to you about their wedding you telling them to call you is just you getting in the way of of them and slowing them down if Mm -hmm. if you want their money and their business then you do it their way we've got a million ways to communicate these days facebook uh, email text message voicemail regular calls whatever but you got to be flexible. I mean, you take every other form of payment, right? Or do you only take cash Like cash and cash only. You can take checks and Apple pay and Samsung pay and Venmo and PayPal and cash app. And you're not going to complain because you want to get that money, right? Well, if you want to get that money, you got to stay on the line with them. However, they need you to stay on the line with them. So I'm glad, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up because
0: I, I get that a lot now. Do you, do you accept Venmo? Can I pay you with PayPal? Uh,
1: if if I guess if someone just says no no give me a check it's going to be annoying to some people. Well, checks can also bounce. Venmo isn't going to bounce. When when someone pays you on Venmo and then you you get that money you like you've got it you don't have to worry about the check bouncing. Uh, so there's that safeguard in in that that's that I think is nice and you know it's also then they don't have to carry around the checkbook and write. 15 million checks at the end of their wedding they can be in the in the uber on the way to the venue and press two buttons on their phone and pay me see what you what they're selling is time because now you can press a couple of buttons on your phone that was already in your hand instead of taking out the time to remember the, the the checkbook and then write the check and then make sure you crossed all the t's and dotted the i's it's it's time that it's saving you that's what they're really selling you is time yeah so that's yeah Okay. Now my producer, Luca Miller has given me the five minute warning. So I try to adhere
0: to these things. Two things. Number one, do millennials resent Gen
1: Xers and baby boomers? Give it, no, straight. Give there, it straight. No, no I, I wouldn't say we, we resent uh, by any means. Resent is, is difficult. Do we feel that sometimes they don't own up to things that have happened because of choices that have been made? How are you 60s or hippies in the 60s and we still don't have legal weed? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, that's right, because you saw greed in the 80s and now we're here. You know, it's some things like obviously people didn't know the evils of their ways to a degree when they were doing them, but at the same time, kind of did. You know, I'm not going to blame someone for going to fight in Vietnam because they were drafted. I'm blaming the guys that sent us to Vietnam. You know, like we lost money, we lost lives, we lost things you know i you know a lot of people think things like that were a terrible idea Uh, obviously there were enough protests about it you know that's just like a small example um and other little safeguards that you know we've been like i mean look at it dude i was a little kid and i saw you know september 11th happen we've been followed by war my friends have then gone off to war uh the economy has gone to hell the environment has definitely gone hell. like you know you guys saying we are the world and what happened from that? I mean, it's, we've had school shootings my entire life, you know, and you know, if like first Columbine was one thing and then Virginia Tech happened and then it's like every other week, it's like, my God, what is going on? Right. So Um, it's,
0: it's interesting to hear this because you're basically explaining that you've grown up with different things, different visions, different sights, different sounds than my generation has. And so it does impact you and how you think and, how you operate these days of course
1: yeah and and not to say that you guys didn't have things you know the cold war the berlin wall you know the aids epidemic you know i by no means am i saying that it's you guys didn't have your ish uh you see i caught myself there but we're going through a different kind of thing and when my parents' friends graduated high school or graduated college, and college was much cheaper. Look at the rate of inflation alone. Look, we can look at rent prices versus what uh, pay wages are. You know, my rent is three times what my parents paid for rent in a very similar place compared to how much they were making. That's that's changed. It's it's we're in a different place. Uh, I mean, you can look at what just what's going on right now within Congress and the government it's obviously shown there've been a whole lot of broken systems out there and there have been for a while. And we haven't been in the position to, you know, have our voices heard in, in Congress. There's no president that, you know, even thinks of us, you know? So it's, it's, it's tough and it's, you know, it's different, but you know, we're getting there and it's there. I would by no means would I say, there's resentment, but there are, you know, there are certain things that we look at and it's like, you know, you knew better. You could have done this better, but I, yeah, we could, we could do this all day. Oh
0: yeah. Oh know? yeah. So I'm going to give, we're going to do a 60 second final word is yours.
1: <laughs> all all right. right.
0: Let's conclude with what do people that are uh, marketing to not just brides to millennials in general, what do we need to know?
1: What do we need to avoid? What should we do? Uh, be you, be genuine, be consistent. Uh, you know, if you're selling DJ services, be about the music, show you are a DJ, uh, act professional, but don't be a cookie cutter. We can see past, if you're being fake, someone can see it a mile away. They know, you know, when you're feeding them lines and don't sell to someone, try and be their friend, be interested, be genuine, you know, relationships and how you interact with people is everything. And if you're going to be doing it, do it and have some fun with it. Be, if you're gonna, you know, be about it, be about it. Uh, if you're gonna talk the talk, walk the walk. So, yeah, gotcha. that's that's my my spiel. Very very interesting. Very good advice, and not
0: as controversial as I thought it would be. And yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to beat you up like Randy
1: Bartley wanted to be, beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I think no. Randy and I are good. I think it was Peter that wanted to beat me. Oh up. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, it's a whole yeah. other story. You know, yeah, not no, trying to people. ruffle feathers. No, and, you know. not at all, not at all.
0: <laughs> David Sport, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, very gracious of you coming on and spinning up uh, the other night on uh, idea sharing. We're going to have you come on back and do some more. And uh, you're awesome. And I, I wish awesome. you continued success. And uh, thank you for your time today on our little interview.
1: Hey, thanks for yeah. having me, Mike. We're out.
0: The DJ Idea Sharing Podcast is brought to you by NLFX Professional and promo only.